We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. This is Ram football right here. This is the Ram football. The lead comes over. Peters comes over. He gets sued. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded. Yeah. I like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? And it's one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We going to win games. When you got a running back like I do, you got a front seven like I do now. Ooh. That's kind of what makes us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know. The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. What's good? What's good? Welcome to Rampage Radio Podcast. This is your boy J-Rob right here. What's up, guys? I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys had a great week. I guess we should say I hope you guys had a great couple months because we ain't been <laughs> on a pod in a minute. So I hope you guys had a great summer. Hope you guys enjoyed the last couple months with your friends and family. But it's almost time for football, man. So uh, it's time to get back on the pod. Talking about the Rams. Um, if you haven't checked us out in a while, I ain't mad at you. But make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod. And check us out on iTunes. Uh, rate us five stars. And uh, email the show. Let's get this thing going, man. we got a long season ahead of us. And I'm excited, man. How you feeling, dude? Just a quick announcement here before we get going. It's actually a big announcement. We have decided to team up with Rams Talk. Um, you can find them 
on Twitter at Talk Rams and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Rams Talk. We join them because they love the Rams as we do, and they are trying to reach the audience that we are trying to reach. So we feel like it's a really good marriage there, and we just really look forward to being able to continue to grow with Rams Talk. It's obviously an excited time or exciting time to be a Rams fan and just a fan of the NFL in general. You know, baseball and uh, has been primarily the focal point of this last month and a half, as you've you know noted, because we haven't been doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, but the baseball season is going. Obviously, you being a big Braves fan, you know they're playing their butts off, and they're we're still they in like, it. We are still, still in, it. in it. We are still in it. We are. Uh, Currently a half game back of the Phillies. Who would have thought you'd be saying that this time uh, at spring training? The half game back Braves game. Braves right behind the Phillies. Everyone had the Nationals penciled in as the division winner. So it's exciting. Uh, But, yeah, really pumped about football. You know, watching the Hall of Fame game and the Hall of Fame the other night was uh, pretty exciting. Um, But, yeah, all all across the country, football is going up, high school – High school's getting going, college getting going, NFL's getting going, and uh, it, it's about to be the best time of the year. You're going to have end of baseball, playoff baseball, football, yeah. all that stuff. That For me, that's 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 the cream of the crop right there. It is, uh, and the thing, again, is it's Rams time. You know, you got guys over at training camp. Um, today, actually, they're doing the joint practice with the Ravens. Um, Uh-oh. And it's it's just a good time in general, man. Everyone's cheesing, smiling. Got to be feeling good. Fall's coming up. It's not going to be quite as hot here coming up in the next month or so. Um, but you know, you talked about you know the Hall of Fame and and things like that, and, and just the Knowles Florida State's plan, which we obviously both love Florida State. And, well, um, um, today was the first day of practice in Tallahassee, so that was that was a big deal. And uh, Georgia started over the weekend, and all the colleges are getting going. So. You know, it's a few short weeks. First games in three weeks. So it's a college football is right, right around the corner, man. But what got me really excited about football was the Hall of Fame. The Hall, watching the Hall of Fame, watching the Hall of Fame game. I thought that shit was awesome. I mean, did you get to watch any of the Hall of Fame or any of the, any of the, the game, preseason game or anything like that? I didn't really watch the game. I watched the speeches and the speeches I mean, there you have Brian Erlacher on one end of the spectrum, cool, calm, collected, reserve, and then you have your boy uh, Ray Lewis on the other side who just comes in there and just blows the roof off. Which what well, would you can't expect anything less than that, that right? That was a, that was about as Ray Lewis as it, it was going to get. I mean, my God! I mean, first of all, you look at this guy; he looked like a like a like a, a pastor they gave him like the mic he's like nah dude i'm not everyone else stood there at the podium with the mics and like like a general human being every other hall of fame this guy's like nah that's not good enough for me i, I need to have the mic where i can walk around and so he's walking up and down the stage he's like literally <laughs> sweating through his jacket talking about everything from his high school days to how he didn't want people he didn't want his daughter to be in like sex trafficking it was like the, it was Every every side of the spectrum, Ray Lewis is out here looking like T.D. Jakes, man. That's some, some crazy shit right there. But, hey, he lived up to who he was on and off the field his whole career. So, you know, be blessed, Ray Lewis, I guess. Anyways, yeah, you so. got you got to give props to him for doing what he does. I mean, when you think of Ray Lewis, that's what you think of. You're going to get exactly what you think because he's has a track record of being that type of persona on and off the field. 
Also, another guy uh, who has a, no. Listen, he does. He uh, does. Another guy though that has a persona, the same on and off the field, is a guy who didn't even show up to the Hall of Fame, no, Terrell God. Owens. So I ain't I worried mean, about him, man. That guy, in my opinion, is a joke. Did you watch? Did you watch any of his speech? No. It it was like. It was very much, I think, in my opinion, it was like, you know, woe is me. Like, oh, God, I'm not in Canton. And, you know, is just trying to say that he's taking a stand because him, you know, the voters and the writers didn't align with the Hall of Fame. And it was just like, come on, dude, you missed your one opportunity to be in Canton with all the other people who are inducted in your class. But I'm not surprised if he, whatever, it doesn't bother me at all. So I don't at, get, the I don't end of the, at the end of the day, this is what T.O. is. The Latino community says payaso, which means in English, clown. That is exactly what T.O. is. He's a clown. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's not a great player. He wasn't a great receiver because he was. The numbers are there. He was yeah. a tremendous uh, athlete. He was a dude now. He, he was. was but, but when you have that type of personality from crying about talking about your quarterback to doing sit-ups in your front driveway to now doing this deal with the Hall of Fame, that is a clear-cut picture that this guy's personality has not changed since he entered the league. And Chad Johnson didn't help when they were on Cincinnati. Yeah, well, you know what? It's It'll be, it'll be old news very soon. So I don't it already anyone, is. It I, already is. I don't think anyone news. even. I don't think anyone really cares. He's trying to make a statement, and it's just going to be thought of like, remember that time when To didn't go to the. It's not going to be a big deal. So it's not. It that it, you you said it best. It already is old news. Here's a piece of news though that I'm wondering: when is it going to be time for Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce to get into the Hall of Fame? Mm. You let a guy like Terrell Owens in there, you better have Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt in the Hall of Fame. Now, I don't think anyone would dispute that they won't be in the Hall of Fame. I guess the real true question is, how long is it going to take for them to get to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I, I do that. I, I couldn't tell you, man. I mean, I would love for them to both be in there right now. They both had amazing careers and represented the horns well, but um, maybe it'd be one of those things where they, they get in eventually, but not as... Uh, as quickly as they would like so we'll see what happens but they're getting they're getting some votes but i don't think they're getting enough votes is, is how i i see it right yeah i mean that's the clear indication yeah so but the game itself was ridiculous uh first of all this will tell you how much i wanted football to come back i was actually pumped to watch chase daniel play against rg3 i was like oh shit this is like <laughs> ten years. You know, ten years ago, we were like talking about these two cats in college. That would have been a good ass game in college. But now these guys are just hanging around, getting paid. And uh, Chase Daniel, I think he's. I think I saw on Twitter this week that he has career eighty five career passes or something ridiculous like that, and he's made twenty four million dollars to throw a football. 85 times when it matters the most. Don't quote me on that. That number might be wrong. Even if he's thrown it eight, if he's thrown it 400 times, it doesn't matter. He, he's made 24 million dollars to be a career backup. The question is, is he the smartest man of all time? That's the question. He might be. He might be. He's career backup. Never gets hurt. Hangs out. Is his family set for life? I mean, he's 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 in a good spot right now. He's in a good spot. He is in a good spot. RG3 is not so much. I mean, that guy, he from becoming the face of Subway commercials 
to first of all that guy shouldn't be a face of anything okay he, he's a little beat up he, he's not exactly what would you call <laughs> easy on the eyes no. no he's not but if you think about talking about the smartest man of all time it is definitely not this guy because he still wants to play but who how is he going to beat out anybody he ain't going to beat out Flacco you know what I'm saying he ain't going to beat out who's he going to beat out to even be on the roster does he make the roster well maybe maybe he's the third guy i mean obviously you're gonna keep lamar so we'll see what happens if he makes it it'll be he'll be the third guy i mean that's pretty much i'm not sure who he's competing against for that spot but he's not a he's not a bad number three you know he's been around the league for a little while so i wish him well you know he's been through some stuff he's been injured and he's kept you know kept fighting kept trying to be good at the, you know stay in the league and um i actually don't think it's a bad fit it's telling though, because everything that I'm reading is that Flacco is going to be phased out eventually, soon. Really? Um, yeah. Really? That, I mean, well, when they drafted Lamar Jackson, you already knew that they were going to be drafting other guys to complement an offensive style that he runs. Yeah. And so that that, that doesn't surprise me that you. Say, they're like, hey, they're that. like, Joe, uh, once you stand, once you stand next to Lamar when he when he catches a snap, and then eventually they're like, Joe. Um, you're just going to stand over here on the sideline while Lamar catches the snap. <laughs> and then he's just going to like, all right, Joe, you're, you're going to wear this this baseball hat. You're going to put your helmet down. So I don't know. I think he's uh, he's just mediocre. So, But the game itself, going back to the Hall of Fame game, um, obviously it wasn't It's hard to call that football. But, uh, you know, it was cool. Everything that I'm reading is that how they're trying to change the kickoffs and where you're not allowed to get a running start anymore. Uh, what did you think about that? Uh, well, I mean, it does change special teams uh, in a sense. Obviously, not having a running start when you can't go down there and blow somebody up on the front line. You know, I mean, that's going to save injuries, I guess. And now they're wanting to, you know, take out the lowering of the helmet and all that stuff. Apparently, the emphasis on that game was flags for the helmet rule. Which there was I don't... one. There was one in particular that like everyone was like, uh, "Are you telling me that's a flag?" Like, what? You know. Then, then all these guys that are in the in the in the Hall of Fame, the the Dawkins, the receiver. I mean, the safety for the Eagles who just got in the Hall of Fame. Brian this Dawkins. Kid, Brian yeah. Dawkins. He never would have been able to play in this era. Those no guys way. who laid the hat, man. They never would. I mean, there was one hit in that game that it was like, wow, what a good hit. And then obviously flags are flying everywhere, and the, the even the even the commentators were like, uh, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's this this if this is football eventually it's you know you're gonna lose the audience because you know it was clean that hit in particular was very clean and they flagged him on it and it wasn't even head to head but they're trying to set the precedent early here that this is what they're looking for and it's changing the game like like as, as cliche as that sounds it is changing the game and i don't like it i don't like it at all well they've been doing this for years now trying to make the game more safe for everybody pampering the quarterbacks nothing is new here luckily it's still football and guys are still hitting each other uh, but the nfl is also discussing allowing the head first slide have you heard about this the head first slide by a quarterback so if he's trying to get extra yardage diving for it to be treated the same as a as a feet first slide you That's know putting your feet first they're trying to change that and making the same i don't like that at all because if a QB, here's my perspective. If a quarterback's going to try and fight for extra yardage to get a first down, 
you got to tell a safety, oh, just let, let up and let him get a first down because you're going to get flagged for it because it's the same as if he were sliding feet first. I mean, come on, dude. You, you're not even going to give them an opportunity to stop for progress of that quarterback, and then you're going to give up a first down. You're talking about a, a potential game-changing play, and you're not going to let the guy go hit him when he's trying to you know, get that first down by diving head first. I think that's retarded. Yeah, I'm completely against it, as you are, so... I mean, I don't know if they're going to actually put these into effect or if they're just trying to try it out or just kind of spitballing here, but that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Because at that point, if he's diving forward, he's a runner. He's no longer a quarterback. He is trying to gain yards. He is putting his body at risk. If he wants to take the safe route, then he can slide on his ass like you know, exactly. a lot of them do. So if he dives head first... You know, it is what it is. He's he's it a runner just takes at that point. A, it takes the ball out of the defender's court because the defender has no choice but to stop his speed, stop his momentum, and just say, all right, you can die that extra three yards. I mean, again, it's the type of play that's going to change the complexion of a game. It, it, it easily could do that because if you're, let's hypothetically, fourth quarter, minute and 20-something left, you stop him, you win the game. Guy like Russell Wilson gets out of the pocket. Let's say it's third and 10. Well, guess what? Now he goes and he dives at eight yards, and then he gets past the first down. Well, John Johnson, Ram safety, or even our boy Joyner can't go and tackle him because they're going to get flagged for it. Here's the thing. They're probably going to end up trying to tackle him anyway and take the 15-yard penalty just to try and stop him and see if they get flagged for it. Are the officials going to be consistent with calling this? Are they going to be consistent with the helmet rule? Are they going to be consistent with the new catch rule that they completely wiped out and revamped? I mean, what do you think? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired of talking about the rules, man. I mean, they're changing the game slowly but surely, but I'm trying not, not to let that weigh me down because I'm excited about the Rams and what's going on with them right now. So I feel like there's a lot of things going on right now that we should be proud of. Um, we've extended Brandon Cooks. We've extended Todd Gurley. Um I'll take some time. I've been watching some of these documentaries. Behind the Grind is one of my favorites. Um, and being able to see some of the new guys, especially Keep Tlaib. Uh, I always liked him in the league. And now being able to kind of witness his impact on Marcus Peters. Uh, I, I think that it's it's been a, a great, great pair. And um, anyways, I think all things are good at this point. Uh, what do you think so far as, as far as the camp progression and um, where, where the Rams stand? As well, you now? have to feel good. You just said it. You've seen Aqib Tlaib take Marcus Peters under his wing. And when you have a pairing like that, as you just mentioned, you're talking about a veteran showing a younger guy how to be a veteran and how to be a professional. Uh, and, you know, no news is good news when it comes to injuries, and we haven't had many. Uh, the most current injury is Gerald Everett's shoulder, which we're kind of still trying to wait to see what happens with that. But that leaves a window of opportunity for Tameric Hemingway, who just came off with a season-ending uh, tear of his ACL last year. But here's what I'll tell you. You mentioned Behind the Grind. I've seen all those episodes. And when you watch that, it can do nothing but fire you up for this team. And you see on the Rams' Twitter, Camp Life, where they show you glimpses and pieces of what they're doing at, at camp. And it's just, you're ready for the season to start. You're ready for week one to start. Um, and one thing that I've seen by watching all this 
is how fast this offense is. The offense, when you talked about adding Brandon Cooks, you're talking about a 4-2-5 guy who can just stretch the field and beat anybody. Easy. No, no, that's he's close to that. Okay, let's say he's 4-3. Let's say he's 4-3. 4-3. He's gonna outrun. He is. He's, he's probably he's gonna outrun almost every <laughs> single cornerback, and you can't jam him at the line. Or if you do, you better get your whole body on him because if you don't, you're gonna get mm-hmm. blown by, and, and the, the safety's not gonna have time to recover for the your, the lack of the cornerback's ability on that particular play. The point is, is he's fast. Cooper Cup, twitchy, in the slot. Robert Woods. Robert Woods is going to be the main receiver. I guarantee you that. I know we signed Brandon Cooks, but this is Robert Woods. It's it's his spotlight time because of his ability. How how big is Robert Woods? How big is he? He's probably like, like my size. He's he probably at? like five eleven, one hundred eighty-five. Yeah, probably five eleven. Dude, Robert Woods is taller than five eleven. Is he? You're look, look that You're up. Me here. Look that up. You're five eleven, dude. Come on. Look it up. He's an NFL receiver. Dude, he's I mean, not very tall. He's not very tall. He's taller than Tavon Austin, who we luckily don't have to worry about anymore. And he's also tall. They got him at they got him at six foot. So that's basically five eleven. I mean, he's come basically on, dude. not five eleven. Okay. No, no, that's why I asked. The reason why I asked is because I was like, okay, you're you're naming all those receivers. You're like, okay, Brandon Cooks. We know what he, well, we we do know who he is, but we'll we'll learn more obviously. And Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and I was thinking. Okay, so we got a lot of guys that are kind of the same, if you think about it. They are all the same, but they are yet all different with the attributes. They're that all they bring. the same. I mean, they're good. They're all going to be good, but they're all kind of the same. I was like, this offense is missing that big, like red zone threat, that that tall guy, the jump ball guy who can go up and well, get. Well, you like, have a guy like Reynolds. You know, you could put Reynolds up there, or maybe you hope that Higby could go out there as at the tight end position, or you know, what I'm saying you you. You have but guys. You, that you, you know what I'm saying. We, we got a bunch of little guys. We I got do. a bunch of little guys. But we also had Sammy Watkins last year, and he's bigger than all of them. What did he do? Nothing. Except, well, he oh, did have eight touchdowns. Oh, he did have eight go. touchdowns. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you're over here. Change now. You're jumping on my side for Sammy Watkins. Man, it feels. Doesn't it feel good to win and be on the right side of something? Hey, listen, Sammy Watkins. You have been defending him for how many years now? And now you're saying he didn't do nothing, which he did score eight touchdowns. But I, I hear your point. You're trying to compare the two, saying that he was a big target last year. And he didn't have the most productive season. So I hear what you're saying, but dude, you're giving up on your boys. See, that's, that's what you do. As soon as they get out of the horns, you let them go. You let them go. Well, that's what you should do. I mean, that's what any true fan is going to do. You're not going to just sit here and follow a, a particular player the rest of his career when he didn't do not, a whole lot for your squad. In the moment, of course, I was fighting for him. I was pulling for him. I was rooting every every game for him to do something big. I was re- pulling for the guy, but now he doesn't have the horns on his helmet. So why do I need to continue to pull for him? I'm pulling for Brandon Cooks now. <laughs> that's the guy I'm pulling for well, now. Well, dude, you're saying you're staying. Obviously, you're not going to be like the biggest St. Watkins fan, but it was just funny to hear the change of tone of you know this time a year ago Sammy was the dude and now he's he just wasn't that good for the Rams which is what I was saying the whole time so that's funny it's, it is what it is so um wide receivers I wish we had some size we don't have a lot of size but um those guys can can take the top off I mean Brandon Cooks dude I mean you look at his highlights how many times can he score from you know 60 70 yards away like he, he's gonna bring that element to this offense that that uh, Sammy didn't bring, you know, and some guys that can really stretch the field and and just say, hey, 
I'm gonna I'll throw it up and golf will just throw it up for him and let him go get it. So another guy that I was really excited about and um, coming into this season was a rookie, John Kelly. Have you heard anything reports from him on camp and how he's how he's doing or anything like that? Because I haven't really kept up with it. Well, uh, they like what he brings right now. He was running with the twos and he took a couple of snaps with the ones today in the joint session with the Ravens. And Gary Klein tweeted. Uh, just about an hour ago, said uh, John Kelly looks ready to go. Yeah, he's so to me that meant all right. This guy's gonna. I, I truly believe that he could take over for Malcolm Brown during the regular season sometime. I really like Malcolm Brown as the number two. He's more of a between the tackles stumper guy. But don't count out John Kelly. I told you that was my favorite no, pick. Of the I was draft. gonna. I was gonna give you props. Totally. You. Were, you were. I was like. I remember the last episode we did. You were like. John Kelly was my favorite pick. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, as it turns out, as as most of you guys know, ESPN does the top 25 games of the year leading up to college football. So right now they're going through all their, their countdown. And um, on on TV this week was Florida versus Tennessee. It was uh, number four of uh, the top 25 games. Ranked came in number four. And I tuned in just by chance. And I was like, well, okay, let me watch a little bit. Let me see John Kelly, see if he does anything. At Florida, I watched probably the last eight minutes of the game. He busted two runs over 50 yards, and he caught a screen for like another 60 yards. Like, he was like destroying them. And I was like, goodness, this kid's fast. He's physical. I think I think he's going to be an important piece when it's all said and done after this year. I Yeah, after this year and during this year. Uh, but like I said, it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic that he brings to the table within that running back room because, obviously, Todd Gurley, number one, clear-cut best running back in the NFL, arguably. And then you have Malcolm Brown, who fulfilled his role pretty well last year when he played. Um, and now you add this guy. I love John Kelly already, just from what I've seen. There hasn't been like a whole lot of rave reports about him at camp simply because he hasn't been with the ones that much for obvious reasons. I did see today, though, that Micah Kaiser, the linebacker from Virginia, blew him up on a blitz pickup today or uh, yesterday when uh, they, they were doing some drills. That was what uh, one of the reports was at Rams camp by uh, J.B. Long. So, you know, he's going to be interesting. Uh, this whole offense is going to be interesting just to see how they all gel. And apparently Goff lit it up two days ago at camp, had the best camp he's had since he's been a league uh, and he was just firing on all cylinders. And Brandon Cooks, him so and is that, Brandon is Cooks that are like going to be dynamic. Is that like a – I mean, this is the, the, the what's – it's a good thing and a negative thing. Every time the offense does something good, is it is it because the offense does something good or is it because your defense didn't do well? It's always – you want like a – you know, you're looking at camp reports. You, you don't want one side to be dominating the other side. And usually at this time, the defense is usually ahead of the offense a little bit, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I would say so. But when you watch the uh, the little highlights that the LA Rams put on their Twitter feed and you see Brandon Cooks beating Marcus Peters off the line and ends up having like 10 yards of separation with a bomb throw from Goff, well, that just goes to speak of who Brandon Cooks is. You know, yeah. and that's, I mean, and Marcus Peters is going to win battles against Brandon Cooks. He's going to win against, no doubt. you know, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. Uh, any receiver. But at the same token, on the other side of the ball, they're going to win too. Yeah. And that's why you are happy about having guys like that. Speaking of the defense, um, you know, and Marcus Peters, McVeigh went on record of saying last week that the presence of Marcus Peters is felt on every single play. Mm. Every play, 
mm. you know that he is on the, the field. And obviously that complements with a keep to leave on the other side. And so <laughs> that that's going to be really – why are you laughing? I'm just – every time you said keep to leave, I, I think about when you, you said – Yank your chain, keep leave. I was just like, I don't know. Oh, just, just, oh, that that's coming back. That's coming back here in a minute. Yeah. But I will say, that, I will say this. Um, so Peters has been phenomenal at camp so far. Talib has too. But now you're talking about Corey Littleton taking first team reps at middle linebacker, and apparently he's doing a pretty good job of doing with the play calls and the signals and the uh, audibles. So that's going to be interesting to see how he comes back because you put Barron beside him. What's that dynamic going to look like? How much playing time is Micah Kaiser going to get? Uh, and you saw him play at Virginia. I mean, the dude was a thumper. You know, he would come downhill and make tackles for loss. How much playing time is he going to get? But another guy they are excited about is John Franklin Myers. And they love what he brings to the table. I honestly don't know a whole lot about him, but he's long, he's strong, and he's quick. And so it's going to be oh, – I know why you're smiling. That's terrible. Get your mind. Get your <laughs> – Well, you know what? Listen, at the end of the day, I'm going to be seeing what he does on you know during this preseason schedule, uh, in particular the first game. How much playing time is he going to get and what can he do? Um, another guy that's uh, not going to be playing probably this first preseason game is Michael Brockers, as we know, uh, a true veteran and a leader. And that is something that has also shown up in camp is the leadership ability that he has done so far. So the D line is stacked, as we all know, hopefully Aaron Donald comes back, but, um, We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, as on defense, we'll see what happens. Like you said, I mean, we, we, we know what we're going to get. Wade Phillips is the man. Uh, this defense just added a, two really good corners. So I'm excited about the defense. And, and you, you said this phrase earlier, no news is good news. We know what we're going to get out of these guys, uh, especially in the back end. So let's, let's not have anyone get hurt. Let's let everyone get healthy, stay healthy, get fit, and get ready to play a long, grueling season. I mean, um, you know the one the one guy that we're we're missing is kind of the elephant in the room here. We hadn't even said his name yet, but you're you're wondering what the hell's going on with Aaron Donald, man. I mean it's it's uh we're we're pumped to have Namakinsu in there and a bunch of other good players, but he's the backbone, so it's it's quite bleak at, at this time, and uh, we don't know what's going to happen with this guy. Well, you know what? We'll dive right into that, but and we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about Aaron Donald for this defense. All right, we're back, and uh, the topic of the day, the topic of the last two months, the topic of really last two years really now, is Aaron Donald and what is his situation with the L.A. Rams. Um, and so let's get right into it. You know, what are your overall thoughts about Aaron Donald's stance and what he's doing and why there hasn't been a contract signed? Um, my opinion is this. I want Aaron Donald to be a Ram for a long time. I want him to sign a big deal. I want him to be happy. I want him to play like the Rams value him at what he thinks he's valued at but at the same time the Rams can't afford to pay him 30 million dollars a year and like he wants to get paid so um, I think something will happen uh, I don't know if they're going to sign a long-term deal now but you saw 
Uh, same kind of situation with the Falcons and Julio Jones. How he wasn't happy. They gave him some money with a uh, basically a f- plan to pay him in the future. So um, we'll see what happens, man. I hope. I really hope they figure it out. I think Donald is obviously. I, I think he's the best defensive player in the league. And um, you you wish if if he was in camp and he was healthy and he was being the Aaron Donald we know, Kylie, just the excitement about this defense would be awesome. But um, I think they're going to get it figured out. But at the end of the day, I don't know Aaron Donald that well. I don't know what he values. I don't know what's on his mind. I don't know what he's hearing on in, from his camp. But um, he's currently signed for the Rams, so he should be playing football for the Rams. So what about you, man? I mean, Aaron Donald, are you losing sleep about this or what? I'm not losing sleep. Uh, the guy's a professional athlete and you know, it is what it is, period. It's a business. And I understand that. I mean, we pay tickets to go to games to watch athletes play and that, and he's saying, you know what? I'm worth more of all that ticket money than anybody on defense. And he's right. And I'm okay with him being the highest paid defensive player. He deserves it. And even Sue, you know, he came on record and said that Donald deserved even more than what he got. Uh, but the question is, at what price? And for me, anything over $22 million a year, I'm not in for. Uh, plus, you know, we don't know what the Rams value Donald at when it comes to the future of the franchise. Obviously, he is a big part of what any team would do on defense. That is clear. Everybody knows that because of what Donald's been able to do. Um, but, you know, is it worth losing a guy like Peters and Joyner and John Johnson guys who are studs on your defense, just to retain Aaron Donald, how easy is it going to be able to replace him with LaMarcus Joyner? It will be easier to replace a guy like that than Aaron Donald. Everyone knows that. But you have other contracts coming up, including golf. Um, And, you know, the problem is that we don't know the details of anything, and the Rams have done a really good job of keeping things under wraps. However, I will tell you this, Kevin Dimoff, he came on record last week and simply said, quote, we just don't agree, end quote. And so, in my opinion, we should prepare for the worst, but we should expect Donald to be in the horns by game day like last year. Is that the question? I mean, should we expect him to be in the horns by, by game day like last year? I mean, it's, it's hard to tell because we just don't know what is happening behind closed doors. I mean, he could, use, he could lose a ton of cash this year if he holds out for a long period of time. And not to mention, the Rams have the, all the leverage here. Three years of control regardless. The ball has to clearly be in Donald's court right now. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, definitely is in Donald's court. Uh, he's got to make a big decision. Um, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, like I said, uh, we need this to be worked out as a Rams fan. Let's be real. But we'll see what happens, man. So let, let's keep it moving. What do we got going on? Uh, we have our first preseason game coming up. Baltimore Ravens. What do you think about those guys? What are you looking for? What am I going to be looking for at this game? Well, I'll say this first. According to Gary Klein, who I mentioned earlier on Twitter, made a statement. He also said this. Aqib Tlaib lined up opposite Ravens receiver Michael Crabtree 10 times during various drills. No incidents. Tlaib broke up only pass that came his way. So Naturally. naturally. There, was, there was no chain snatching going on yet. But we are only in the preseason week one. And I'm going to look and see if Tlaib, if he plays, which I, he probably won't play. But if he does, I would love to see that dude snatch that fool's chain again. But it's not going to happen. Nah. 
Go ahead and push your money. I mean, dude, Talib is a class act. He's a vet. Eh. He, he he knows that everybody's looking at him right now. Yeah, and there's yeah, no exactly. way that he's gonna make a scene. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's he he he's not trying to wake up those demons. You know, he they're probably gonna shake hands and be like, "What's up, man? You know, let's have a nice easy practice here. You know, they're they're here to get ready to play football. But as far as this game, man, I'm looking for one thing and one thing only, dude. I'm looking for the Rams offensive line to come out and play well. So there's two guys I'm really locked in on. Both of them rookies. Joe Noteboom, our first pick this past year. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that he's got a chance to be a really good player. Um, and I saw the, on NFL Network, Noteboom taking snaps at right guard. So um, he's going to run with the twos, it looks like. So we'll, we'll be seeing him probably middle of the first half sometime and maybe after after that um but it does look like he's gonna have a chance to play and i also think that brian allen the center i'm ready i want to see some good things out of him so those are the two guys that i'm looking for just stay healthy that's kind of the the idea at this point just stay healthy and uh get ready to practice next week and play another preseason game yeah uh you mentioned joe better known as Joseph Noteboom. You know, he goes by both from what they say. Uh, anyway, he he did line up at, at right guard, as you said, with the twos. I saw that when they did the live press conference with Jared Goff today with the joint practice. They showed a video of him with Sean Mannion at quarterback, so obviously it's the second offense. He was lining up at right guard, which is – that's the interesting topic. Who's going to start the first two games at right guard – you know, while Jamon Brown is serving his two-game suspension. Is it going to be Joseph Noteboom? Is it going to be Jamil Denby? Who is it going to be? So that's what I, I too, am also going to be watching the offensive line. Um, but like you said, the main key is to come out of this thing healthy. You just don't want to be, you know, behind the eight ball with certain position players dinged up and, and hurt. Now, you're going to expect the soft tissue stuff, maybe a, a strain here, maybe a bumps and bruise here. But at the end of the day, it's coming out healthy, and that's what you want to see. The game, I probably won't watch the entire thing because the guys who play in the third and fourth quarter, most of them ain't going to make the roster. Right. So I probably won't. I'll probably just watch the first and second quarter um, to see what goes on, you know, there. I will talk about another Ram. And in other news, this guy will be inducted to the Oregon Hall of Fame on September 25th. And you guessed it, Stephen. Jackson. I didn't even get that a guess. Dude, yeah. Well, you know what? You don't have to guess because you, you already knew when I said Oregon. Everyone knows what school that dude went to. Valid. Valid point. Valid point. All right. So, but that dude is going to be inducted to their Hall of Fame on September 25th. That just came out via Steven Jackson's Twitter feed today. That guy is the entire reason why I became a fan of this franchise. Yeah. He's the entire reason. I still have his jersey. The numbers on that jersey are starting to get cracked up. So you know that I've been around for a minute. Now, let me let me ask you something. Do you, do you think he, think he's going to uh, you know you mentioned he's going to Oregon Football Hall of Fame? Do you think he's got a shot to get to the NFL Hall of Fame? Being biased, I would say I hope. I think he might have a shot, but being unbiased, probably not. Yeah, I think he's out. Um, I would love to see Stephen Jackson get into the Football Hall of Fame. He's definitely way more of a character guy than Terrell Owens is, um, but. At the end of the day, like I said, with the numbers that he has and the offenses that he played on, it's probably not good enough to get him into Canton. No. Like I said, the, he's the whole reason I became a fan of the NFL, man, is because of him and the Rams. Um, 
And so it's just really nice to see Oregon do this gesture that we all knew was com- coming at some time. And they probably will retire his number, I would think. Yeah, no doubt. Another Ram that made the uh, Twitter feed today is Kurt Warner. And what the news is, is he's going to be replacing Boomer Sizen on Monday Night Football. Nice. What do you think about? Well, yeah. What do you think about that? I think he'll do great. I think he'll do great. Um, he's always, always been a well-spoken guy in the media. Um, he's done done some TV, done some interview type stuff. Uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I think he'll do well. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised that he's finding success after football. He's always had that personality where he would do well. So I'm excited to watch him. Um, you know, I'll be watching every single Monday night game. So. I think that I'll be looking forward to hear hearing him do his thing. Yeah, he's great, and his character is such a high class guy, such a standout to what the NFL really is. And uh, he could easily be the face of the NFL, man. I mean, even still, because of just who he is as a person and what all he's done off the field has been, you know, just amazing. Um, one more thing I do want to touch on uh, that made the news is the Falcons agreed to a three-year extension worth $19.5 million for Ricardo Allen. Um, and the question is, should LaMarcus Joyner be paid that kind of money? You know, I looked at that and was like, man, this guy, what is the market for safeties right now? I mean, it's kind of doesn't really have a clear-cut direction. And with LaMarcus playing on the, on the franchise tag, is that something that the Rams should be looking into, or is that something that the Rams fans should be worried about? What do you think? No, I, I mean, I think that LaMarcus Joyner is clearly a better player, right, between the two. So I think um, they're, they're, they know they're going to have to pay LaMarcus Joyner. Um, this, if this sets the market, I, I'm not sure. Uh, there might be some other players, better players, who are you know, in line to get contracts next year, same time as Joyner, but... You're going to have to at least pay him that type of money, at least. But the question is, do you think that obviously it all hinges on Aaron Donald? Would you say that? Would you say his contract hinges on what they do with Aaron Donald? Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know if you can directly say this affects that. That doesn't really make sense. To say that Marcus Joyner is only going to get paid on based on how much we can or can't give Aaron Donald. I don't, I don't think they have to pick. You know, I don't think they're in that position where they have to pick. If, if, if. Joyner has another great season, or do you think they're just going to let him walk? You know, they're going to pay him. They may have to. Yeah. They may have to let him walk because if they do sign Aaron Donald for a monster deal and he's on the books for the first couple of years and they front load the contract and get more guaranteed money, you may have to let him walk. That's my point. Yeah, I understand. I mean, both those guys, Joyner, Donald, impact players for a long time. And uh, I hope the Rams can uh, sign them both. So, well, look, man, that's going to do it for this week. Really excited for this preseason game coming up on Thursday. Um, excited the Rams are, are not far away from playing, man. Excited to do a podcast with you again, man. Um, hope things are going well. What are, your, what are your final thoughts, man? Well, the Rams are back on the, on the gridiron. And for that, I am excited. Um, and like you said, we'll be watching a couple of key rookies and see what they do. And just want to come out of it. Injury free. Yep. Injury free. No doubt. No doubt. But, uh, anyway, well, you know what, dude? This is the end of the show. Stay bad, stay bougie. Hit us up on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod. Do it. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast.
the NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history still in the making? Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.